Hello and welcome to the House of Rams podcast. We're using this format as a quick and easy way to find out what's going on at the club and hear direct from those running the show for us. We hope you enjoy this instalment. This podcast was recorded on Monday the 8th of February 2021 when we were in lockdown and the club is shut. Today we are joined by Paul Tucker who is Chair of Rugby at Harlow. How are things Tucks? Evening Paul, yeah not too bad thank you. Um, yeah it's um it's like all these things, isn't it? You know, as, as, as we, I think we alluded to last time we spoke, um, you know, I think I've now been working from home almost for a year now mm-hmm. um, in lockdown. Um, you know, I normally, I normally work in a city, so I would normally get up, get on the train, commute, um, and obviously get into the office. It now seems that my commute is literally just walking down the stairs now and falling into the, into the back room and, and logging onto a screen. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah. I guess it's not not quite what we all thought we were going to be doing twelve months ago, is it? Not not at all. And are, are you wearing that Arsenal top in your work calls as well? I am. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm not ashamed to say, but the answer is yes. I do wear my <laughs> Arsenal kit in my in my um, my work Zoom calls as well. I think I think it's really quite funny, isn't it? I think when we first went into lockdown, and um, you know, you spend your day on Zoom calls or equivalents with with clients and. Uh, um, and colleagues, I think to begin with, we were all quite smartly dressed. We were all um, <laughs> we were all making an effort and putting a nice shirt on. And I think now we are literally in our loungewear. And my loungewear is, as you can as you, as you can see, nobody else can, is tonight a an Arsenal shirt. Um, yeah. Did you do you get much stick? Does that does that start off your conversations with either people not liking you very much or get or being very friendly? It's not. It's not so much the the Arsenal shirt that gets that, that I get stick for. It's the fact that I don't appear to have had a shave since we went into lockdown. So as you can see, my, the, my beard, which has seems to have gone very, very white and very grey, is pretty much almost around my ankles now. Um, not, not, quite, not quite like that, but, um, but I think I get the most grief for that. So I'm I am now called on a number of calls, um, Uncle Albert, or as or as somebody said to my wife the other day. Um, I didn't realise you were married to Santa Claus. So <laughs> well, hopefully there'll be people sitting outside and listening uh, an idea of, of what, what my um, facial hair looks like at the moment. <laughs> well, last time we spoke, you had managed to get a haircut. And this time we're in, we're in a similar situation, just this this time with a beard. But, uh, oh, there we go. I mean, you, you, you mentioned uh, Father Christmas and we've just had Christmas and you had grandkids at Christmas. Uh, did you see them at all? Were you able to, to say hello? We did, we did because um, we're quite fortunate as much as um, we actually, um, so my daughter works for my daughter works for NHS, so she's still having to go to work, so we actually do still look after our grandson, mm-hmm. so we kind of have that little sort of bubble, so we did, we did manage to see them over Christmas, which was quite nice. I think the ones that, if I'm honest, the, and I'm sure everybody's in exactly the same boat, um, my parents are both in their 80s. Um, they were due to go to my sister's for Christmas and, um, and ultimately they stayed at home on their own. And I think, I suspect it's probably the first Christmas they've had on their own for 60 odd years. Yeah. You know, and it's quite, you know, you know, they said, you know, you know, they've isolated, they've done everything right. They now had both of their jabs. They've actually, Mm -hmm. they were lucky. I think they're one of the, or two of the 500,000 people in the UK that have actually had both jabs. Oh, good. So I think yeah. that does give them some reassurance now, and, and hopefully, you know, they'll they'll be up and seeing us again when we're open. But I think, you know, if I felt sorry for anybody, it was it was literally it was those people that were literally sat on their own Christmas, you know. Yeah. You know, um, 
to say we were quite lucky because we've got kids at home and we were able to have at least our grandson, you know, grandkids around as well. So probably not yeah. as bad as it, as it was for others, I suppose. Mm-hmm. How, how, how are Mandy and the, the rest of the family doing? They're all fine. They're all yeah. fine. I think we're all, we're all, you know, if I'm honest, we probably all get each other's nerves a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I would normally get up and go to work and be out for most of the day. Um, and whilst we're in separate rooms during the day, it's not quite the same, is it? I think you are, mm-hmm. you know, you got to adapt, haven't you, a little bit? And I think we're all we're all learning we're all learning to do that. I guess in some ways I'm it's I'm quite fortunate I am actually still quite busy at work, so it does actually help in some ways. So you have got a you've got a reason to get up in the morning, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, and you got you know obviously a, a full day's work and then um, and then a bit of relaxation time in the evening, but or I'm rugby, no rugby or anything else <laughs> to go to. Yeah, yeah. So. Um... Yeah, your work at the moment, you sort of alluded, it's quite busy. You're in, is it marine and uh, energy insurance, isn't it, that you're involved with? Yeah, so so marine energy insurance, it's it's one of those um, businesses where the majority of the business renews at the 1st of January. So we always have an incredibly busy period from November to December. It normally quietens down in January, if I'm honest, in theory all of our contract documentation should be signed by the end of the year. Um, Believe it or not, because of um, COVID, we now have long debates on all of our insurance documentation about communicable disease exclusion clauses. Mm -hmm. I won't bore you with that just now, but it has actually taken over my world. Yeah. You know, I'm literally spending all day, every day at the moment, trying to get contracts agreed. albeit a month late at the moment. So it's a, it's quite a, it's a process that seems to be taking forever. I think, you know, with lockdown and everybody working from home, um, the process is just longer. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not having those face-to-face meetings you would normally have. And, and you, you know, if you have a face-to-face meeting, you can generally work things out quite quickly. Mm-hmm. It now seems to take 10 emails, five phone calls, Mm-hmm. and a whole load of pain so so yeah, yeah. It's, so it's uh, keeping you it's keeping you busy then so he's keeping me occupied let's put it yeah, that way yeah. occupied <laughs> is 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 business doing okay is it for, for you yeah so so that's i guess that's one of that's one of the the sad well, not the sad things i guess that's one of the things working insurance isn't it you you you're there for you're there to cover risks you know you're there to to cover adverse situations so you know so believe it or not we're probably busier than ever you know, we do do business that is that has been COVID or pandemic, um, you know, um, affected. We cover business interruption, um, so all of those um, all of those things are coming to the fore. So, yeah, in some ways, it, it is actually making, yeah, it's making our well, it's good for us in as much as we earn, we earn, we earn more revenue out of it. So, yeah. it's uh, in some ways, you know, we we make more money if there's if there's dare I say if there's catastrophes across the world and obviously this this is deemed to be one of those. Yeah. And it, so um with you all being at home, does that mean that you're working these twelve hour days and you're getting tea and coffee delivered to you on demand or do you, are you having to make your own? <laughs> but, um, occasionally I get a cup of tea for a week, but yeah I, I do that's probably about my only exercise in the days actually going to make a cup of tea. So but yeah. <laughs> You see, what, what my study or the study that I'm in at the moment, which you could see, which others probably couldn't, is upstairs. It's a back bedroom. Um, and so my exercise is go down the stairs, make a cup of coffee. Linda's downstairs in her study. I'll make her a cup of tea if she, want, if she wants one of those and, uh, and then come upstairs. And that is my exercise. But most of, most of my 
uh, work seems to be talking on American time. So in the afternoon, she brings things to me, and in the mornings, I take, uh, I do more of the the tea and coffee runs. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, well, it's quite nice when someone comes in and brings you a cup of tea, and you're on the phone yeah, with someone, and uh, they, they say, oh, I haven't had a chance to get one yet. And yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, I, I, I digress. Um, so what's going on at the club? Are you, are you mentioned last time you were spending about 30 hours a week working for the, the rugby club. and Has that gone up or gone down? How's that How's that feeling? It probably has, if I'm honest. You know, because we're not at the club, I think that obviously the time spent on rugby is, is, is a lot less. That doesn't mean to say that the email traffic has, has quieted down because it hasn't. It's probably, got, um, it's probably got busier. You know, but obviously what I'm not doing, I would normally be... Maybe at the club two nights a week, I would be there uh, on a Saturday for a, for the senior games, and, and generally down there on a Sunday as well. So, mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of time, there's probably less time, albeit there's still a lot of time being spent on sort of you know planning um, behind the scenes to you know for, for when we do for when we actually do get back to the club. So, still a lot going on, but yeah, but probably not as much as thirty hours a week as it as it would be. Mm-hmm if we were actually um, in situ back at the club. So the role seems to have changed a, a, a little bit with uh, not being there at the, during the, the evenings and the Saturdays and Sundays. What, what, what sort of things are you doing now? What, what's different? Yeah, so I think, you know, obviously during the, during the playing season, you know, as, as you know, the first, the first thing like, you used to get on a Monday morning from me was a list of fixtures and what changing room you were going to be in and, and all those sorts of things. So obviously that that sort of that of weekly match management has disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and obviously that the 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 you know the time spent at the club has disappeared. But I think that there's a lot of time at the moment being spent on um, reviewing some of our operations. Um, you know, as you know, um, since since we went into to lockdown and we've had a, obviously a few full starts of in and out and tear this and tear that and, mm-hmm. you know, and tried and to... Tears, and generally to, tears, yeah. Yeah, there was. Wasn't there? <laughs> and tried to, um, you know, to do the best we could within within the restrictions that we were given. I think, you know, we are now shut down and obviously we don't quite know how long that's going to be. But, but yeah, but it's given us the opportunity to review some of our processes. I think, you know, we're looking at um, one of the things that we are looking at is our sponsorship um, at the moment. I think that's quite, you know, it's very important for me, I guess, in the first instance, to thank all our current sponsors because they, they pretty much um, have all kept with us since lockdown. So they've still um, sort of paid their sponsorship money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we all feel a little bit guilty that we've actually not been able to offer them any live rugby to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, but we will, we will make amends for that, I'm, I'm sure, in the, in the, in the, in the future. But I think it has also, you know, as I say, just given us the opportunity to review that whole offering. Mm-hmm. I think the the sponsorship within the club has many sides to it, and I think in certain areas we probably don't um, we probably don't generate as much sponsorship income as we might be able to. You know, I think we had a we had a um, brainstorming session a couple of weeks ago um, with with Alan Brookin, with myself and Steve Foreman, just to see what opportunities there are out there. And we're following that up with another another uh, meeting tomorrow, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's things like, you know, and, I, and I'm sure there's a missed opportunity here, is, you know, why, for instance, why don't we have a ball sponsor? So mm-hmm. literally, we would have somebody that actually buys all of our balls for us with their logo on it. Yeah. 
So, you know, as you know, we probably spend across the club probably over £2,000 a year on rugby balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if we've got somebody to sponsor them, then all of a sudden we've we've saved a £2,000 cost. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, I know that we... On that, I mean, clearly there's an opportunity there, but we, we know that in different teams, different te- different coaches, managers, parents buy the balls and stuff like that to, to help out as well to make sure we've got all the stuff. So um, there's an element of that, but that's not really recognised in in the way we do that. But if we can get someone that can sponsor balls, uh, and not just the, the, the match ball on a Saturday for um, the first team sort of thing. It would, Absolutely. It, Absolutely. Yeah. So I, think, yeah. you know, there's, I think it's, you know, it's just it's because we're not, you know, I guess because we're not, you know, down the club every, you know, on a on a regular basis at the moment. You're allowed, you can it gives you time to sit and think a little bit, doesn't it? You mm-hmm. can sit back and you can review some of those, you know, review some of those processes that we've got, and, and that's exactly what we're doing at the moment. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that in the next um, in the next few weeks or so, we will we will relaunch that program. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as I say, I think that the most important message to get out there at the moment is to is to thank all of our current sponsors for, for sticking with us, even though we've actually not been able to offer any rugby to watch. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you can't thank them enough, can you? This this sort of time, it'd be easy to pull the plug on something like that, wouldn't it? So, um, again, does that... Uh, I, don't, and I don't know the, the, the figures, but, I mean, from a membership point of view, I guess people are still paying their membership. And, yeah, uh, no, absolutely. And, I think, you know, we, we would be... We would be lost if they didn't. I think yeah. the, the membership um, that everybody pays still monthly has, has held up really well. You know, mm-hmm. clearly we've had a few people that have, that have dropped off. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we understand that but some people are, you know, have, you know, during this time are financially sort of um, hamstrung a little bit and we completely yeah. understand that. Um, mm-hmm. but, but in the main, I think the actual, the, the, the money that's come in um, from membership is has is, is held up really, really well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't know, we think it was probably when I sent out Chris's message obviously I tried to thank everybody then but I think you know it does go without saying that, that the, you know the club is is incredibly grateful for that so yeah. at least it gives us a you know it allows us to meet our you know our monthly obligations we you know we do have to pay bills still even yeah. though we're not in the building unfortunately uh-huh. you know there is there is still costs associated with with running such a such a big facility really well we're all members. It's all our club at the end of the day, isn't it? So, um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, what, so what else? Is, what else is happening? What else are you involved with at the moment, other than sponsorship and, and thinking about how things may come back? And we'll come on to that in a minute, I guess. But uh, yeah, so so one of the, so one of the um, so one of the big sort of um, projects that, that's ongoing at the moment is um, is basically with the with the exec and the sort of the the club um, committee as well. So we are looking to. Um, you know, you know, very shortly sort of send out a, a sort of a call to arms to, to all members. I think we have got to a point now where we've we have pretty much exhausted all of our cash reserves. Um, as I said, you know, with ongoing financial commitments that we that we have to make. Um, and there will be a, a say a, a notice going out um, shortly with regard to how people might be able to help help us kind of um, restock that, that those cash reserves. You know, we are we are we are at a point where you know, whilst we do have money in the bank still, we're getting quite close to, um, yeah, a position whereby we're, we're dipping into funds that we really ought not to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as I say, those messages will be coming out, out quite soon. There's a, there's been a, 
as you could imagine, a, a lot of debate around the best way of doing that. You know, we were talking about, I think you mentioned it, Paul, didn't you, before about just giving pages and all, and all these sorts of things. I don't, yeah. I don't think we felt that was the the right um, the right forum or the or the right way of approaching it. So, as I say, there will be a letter going out to all members and players and everybody else in the in the in the next couple of weeks to kind of um, to a, explain well, a to thank people for their continuing support. Mm -hmm. And also maybe giving them an opportunity to, to support us a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and that will that will come out in a, you know, one of the, the main um, things there is it's what we're going to call a recovery wall or something. So where people can make a donation and and, and be recognised with a with a brick on a wall or something like that. So, mm -hmm. so the, the, the full details of that will, will come out soon. The other thing that... Um, that we are working on and, and you'll be getting um, notification of this soon is also an Easter raffle. So there will be a, some, um, an online raffle. Um, I think we've always done them um, when we've been out of the club, just with yeah. old fashioned tickets. This will be a bit of a more online experience. Okay. Um, so yeah, so the details of that will be coming out shortly as well. It's bizarre, isn't it? Because I think, you know, we, we take all this for granted and when you, when you actually start trying to plan some of these things, you actually realise our online presence is maybe isn't as great as it could be. Mm -hmm. You know, so to do an online raffle, it actually you need some some kit behind the screen. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> um, you do. You know, yeah. and we're we're exploring all of that at the moment. So, um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. So there will be some, dare I say, some fun rent fundraising activities um, being launched shortly. I guess I have to ask, and the, certainly from if you read the news, the RFU's been provided with funds to pass on to clubs, and um, the, the the Essex RFU are there to to support as well. I mean, what's happening in uh, those governing bodies? What are they doing to help clubs in general and us uh, at the moment? That, that's that's actually making it through. Um. The money, the money's there. It, it, it's kind of, up, from what I understand, it is quite how that gets divvied up. is a, is a little bit complicated. I think there are, you know, there are clubs that are probably needier than us for want of a better description. I think it's, you know, we do have cash in the bank still. I think we we do fall foul of the fact that because we because we manage our our finances very well, in my opinion, mm -hmm. we 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 can't we can't. Um, we can't apply for certain funds and grants because we're okay. not down to our last penny. I think I think on the last count, um, one of the funds was literally you had to be down to your last months or so of trading income, um, and if you were at that point, then you could apply for a loan. We're not there, you know. Okay. I, and to be honest, I don't want us to be there. I don't think anybody in the club wants us to get to that stature level. Yeah. Um, dare I say, if we were in, if we were in. Um, Around Gull still, I suspect we would be in that bracket. <laughs> yeah. <not. laughs> yeah. Uh, indeed, yeah. I, I could see how things would be very much more patched together. Um. It's, it's like all these things, isn't it? You see, you know, you see government announcements, don't you, about all of this, all of this, all this money being made available, and you and you see it with the RFU as well. But actually, trying to get your hands on it is a little bit more difficult than than mm -hmm. you might imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we go through all those processes on a regular basis. We, we're always looking out for, for, for you know, for funding, funding opportunities and grants. And, you know, as, as I think when we spoke last, you know, we have... We just, appoint, yeah. just, we just appointed um, Ken Potter to 
find some money from somewhere. That was pretty much his brief, wasn't it? It was, it was absolutely. Yeah. Ken, Ken will be running the Easter raffle. Ah, I see. There we go. He's finding money from somewhere. Good, good, good. Yeah, there no, we go. Yeah, there are um, there are other um, initiatives going on in the background as well, mm-hmm. um, which which I say we'll we'll get details on them shortly. But yeah, um, you know, and you know, we, like, I think last time we spoke, didn't we? It was about you know, you know, trying to raise funds for those extra bits that we want to club. You know, we keep talking about the floodlights and the and the lighting in the car park and the lighting on the path. Uh-huh. And whilst all those things haven't been forgotten, they've kind of fallen down the, you know, the, the list a little bit, if I'm honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, we spoke last time when you said about uh, uh, extending the gym to the other side of the, the front of the uh, clubhouse. Yeah. And that has been covered admittedly temporary sort of covering and stuff like that, but allowing outside gym stuff and that wasn't there when we were speaking last time around so um still well, made some there is, a, you know, there is a there is a plan there is and it's still there there is a plan at, uh, at some point to maybe mirror the um the actual indoor gym that's on the left on the right hand side as you look at the clubhouse mm-hmm. so to mirror that over and we'd actually gone quite a way in planning that um with with michael and um and matt at body fresh um, but then, of course, you know, we got locked down again and it all, it all kind of just stopped. You know, the, the, we've got the, you know, as you know, there's the temporary tent there, which obviously allows um, Body Fresh to continue um, because, you know, when they're allowed, you can do yeah. outside exercise, not mm-hmm. indoors, but you can do outside. So so that kind of works in it, you know, and it, it, it's good to, you know, we have a lot of members that are members of the gym as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just good to keep them engaged, isn't it? Yeah. And we sort of coming on to it, I mean, it, it can feel like everything has, uh, has kind of stopped, but there are things that are still going on at the moment. And um, whether it's like Body Fresh you just mentioned, I mean, they're still running sort of remote sessions and stuff like that. What, what, what else is going on there? Yeah, you know, you're right. So, yeah, so if you look at Body Fresh, I know, I know it's not the, the club as such, but obviously George, George Jardine's there now, one of their Colts coaches, so he now runs... Um, Obviously, fitness classes, all sort of Zoom Zoom calls and everything else. I know, sort of Matt and and, and Michael do exactly the same thing. So there is still, um, yeah, quite a lot of activity there. Um, and George, of, George, George is running that for the youth, but primarily for youth players, isn't he? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. absolutely. Tuesday, I think. I think Reece, uh, my Reese does that on a Tuesday at five o'clock. I think is the session he's in. I don't. I, I mean. I'm sure we can find out more information about what else George is running there, but that seems to, I think, the session that Reese is, or my Reese is on. Yeah, so I think, you know, so, you know, with the exception of the actual clubhouse as such, as such is pretty much just all shut down again. Mm-hmm. You know, we turned the water off, we turned the heating off, we turned everything off. So, um, so you know, obviously when we do go back, that will have to be restarted again. Alan spends a little bit of time there just to, for security reasons, um, mm-hmm. just to make sure that somebody is, there is a presence there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at least a few days a week. But other than that, there's a say the hub, the, the, you know, the clubhouse is, is completely shut. I think it's quite, you know, it's quite interesting. We're seeing a lot of um, requests or a lot of activity around other sports where I think they've struggled to get um, to get space. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, during the, the last few months, we we've been approached by a few other. Um, sporting organisations to see if we can actually, if they could use our pitches and, and, and grass um, when we do open up again. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, there was talk about um, maybe running a football academy. 
out of the club during the week. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's something that we we need we seriously need to consider because you know that would bring extra revenue in, um, which we don't which we don't currently have, um, and it's at a time when we're not doing rugby, so it's certainly worth a, it's certainly worth a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so as I say, all of those all of those things are there. We also um, we're just about to launch, just prior to going into lockdown again, um, the um, Family Funds Project, which is something that George Jardine was going to run. And the, the idea of the Family Funds Project was to get um, sort of families down the club to do sort mm-hmm. of group exercise and group activities and people that wouldn't necessarily normally be at the club. Mm-hmm. So try and engage with a, with the, with the wider community. Um, and I say, once again, it was, it was just about to start and then it stopped before it started. So, yeah. so there's, yeah. so that, there's a lot of, lot of those initiatives that will need to be picked up again when we, when we do get back to, um, to opening. Yeah. I mean, I mean, have you been hearing much about what's been happening in the individual teams in the club? Have you heard about things that, that, that people are doing to try and stay connected? Yeah, it's, it's, it's great to see, isn't it? So when you, you know, when you talk to, you know, obviously, you know, following the, the coaches chat that, that we have or the, or the, the set up the WhatsApp group, there's a, it's, it's amazing the work that the coaches and the players are still putting in, albeit they're not at the club. You know, I think a lot of them have set up their own little mini challenges, haven't they, about, about keeping fit, mm-hmm. um, which is absolutely brilliant to see. I saw, um, I had a socially distanced meeting with Westy last week. Uh, we went for a walk together. That sounds yep. a bit odd, doesn't it? But we did. <laughs> um, you might yeah. not be able to hold hands, but we skip no, it. We weren't, we weren't holding hands. <laughs> we, did go, we did go for a walk together, and I think what's what's encouraging there is, you know, Michael's been doing the, he's been doing the similar sort of thing with a lot of the senior players to, to mm-hmm. keep them engaged. So you know, to meet up with them still, you know, individually, you know, just just to keep that, just to keep that, yeah, just to keep that involvement really. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot you can do, you know. It's all about trying to trying to keep people fit, isn't it? There's been lots of, you know, a number of sort of um, challenges set. I know there's been some challenges certainly set within the senior group. Um, you know, they have an ongoing um, um, running challenge. So okay. That's, so that's that's ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the I know the ladies. I think they meet um, three times a week still. Okay. Um, you know, I think I think either one's a social and two are fitness classes, or the other way around. I can't quite remember, uh-huh. but, they are, but they are all still making an effort to 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 be in contact, which is brilliant. Um, you know, and and the same from what I can see with the youth and, and the minis teams as well. You know, I think yeah, just really, just just tonight, I, I saw a message from Stuart Crump saying the under eights are doing a a challenge to support um, Captain Tom. Uh, they've just had to extend. What they're aiming for, because they, they they seem to have already done 50k in uh, uh between them in um in February. So that's great to hear that people are taking it up and getting on with it and uh, and doing yeah, it. Absolutely, it's just you know it's 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 like all these things, isn't it? It's just um it's important to 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 you know to keep people engaged, isn't it? And certainly keep mm-hmm. some of the some of the kids engaged because it's um you know they, you know it's good that, it's good that they are, and it's good that. That each team is taking it upon themselves to set up their own little challenges and and maybe even compete with other teams. So you know, you, yeah. you, as you rightly say, you can you can see that online. So you know, yeah, you not do, quite you... the same as being down the club training, is it? But <laughs> no, it, uh, it is. It, you're not going to replace that. I mean, it, 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 this is just something that you probably wouldn't do if we were all 
together and doing our normal things well we probably wouldn't have time to do that as well but uh um i know sort of the the under 14s all recorded a video and shared that or the managers and coaches shared that round and um i mentioned crumpy in in the in the 15s we know rundle rundle's doing a a charity thing for 100k and the boys heard about it and said we'll do it with you and have jumped on and uh are doing that as well uh, and I'm sure that there's even more that I don't know about, even though we have this conversation every month or so on the um, the coaches chat. There, there are things that are going on that people are finding a way to 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 stay connected in in one way, shape, or form. We yeah, we did we we did a a Six Nations quiz um, the, the, just last week, sort of the, the pre preview of the Six Nations. And how, how do you how do you think the games went last weekend then? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we agreed we weren't going to talk about the rugby for the weekend. And I think, you know, I keep it short and sweet and it will be, if you can see the amount of penalties England did in the game on Saturday, then you're always going to lose, aren't you? And it doesn't matter what level you play at, if you can see that amount of penalties, you're always going to lose the game. I thought the Welsh were incredibly lucky because they, played, they were playing against 14 men for pretty much the whole game. And made hey. it very, very difficult for themselves. And particularly, <laughs> if, you look at, if you look at that last, well, that last, well, I the last Welsh kick of the game. And then, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't yeah. make touch. And then, and then the, 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 the next, what, six or seven minutes. Oh, dear. It, 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 didn't, it wouldn't have surprised me if actually the, the Irish had scored and, and come away with a victory, but they didn't. Honestly, I was watching that game yesterday and I was on tender hooks the whole time because they, it was mistakes galore. I mean, Ireland were playing really quite well, to, to, to be honest. But, Thank you. But, uh, uh, I mean, after a year where Wales only beat Italy and Georgia, um, I would take anything uh, for, for a win from them. And uh, I said to a few friends afterwards, I'm going to have to sit down and watch Country File and Antiques Roadshow now just to calm down. <laughs> but uh, I think the lesson to be learned on, on Saturday, though, wasn't it? Was, was, and it doesn't matter what level of rugby you play, if you can see that, and it's a, it's a good lesson mm. for every single player in the club, isn't it? Yeah. If you can see that amount of penalties, you're going to lose. It's as yeah. simple as that, isn't it? And I know, you know, I know watching, dare I say, our first team play on occasions, we can see that amount of penalties on a few too many occasions. Yeah. Uh, and just make, and it just makes life incredibly difficult for you, doesn't it? You're just, yeah. you know, you're just giving the ball away all the time. It's, 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 it's madness. You, you can't, yeah, you can't, you, you can't, win a game if you haven't got the ball and if you're giving penalties away you're giving position away as well and so you're 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 playing the game in your own half trying to minimize risk as opposed to trying to score tries and yeah you don't you, you you kick the ball away a lot which is what england did and the anyway um i would i know i went through an emotional roller coaster at the weekend and stuff like that but when you come out the other side, if you told me Friday England are going to lose and Wales are going to win, I'd have been a very, very happy man. So yeah, I'm a very happy man. Yeah. <laughs> well, move on, move on. <laughs> oh, there we go. I managed to squeeze it in somewhere. There we go. So let's let's uh, uh, just move on. So where we are at the moment? What are we hearing? What what are you hearing from different people about? when perhaps something might happen, whether that's opening up some of the club, being able to train in some way, and or are you just at the mercy of everybody else here and you watch the news and you go, I wonder what he's going to say today? 
Yeah, I think so a little bit. I think it is, it is very much like that, isn't it? I think, you know, personally, I, you know, I, I, think, I think when we do come out of lockdown, I think it'll be slightly different to last time. Mm-hmm. I, can't see it, I can't see it just suddenly being, you know, switched on and, and, all the, and all the schools are open and all the sports clubs are open, I, you know, and all the bubs and bars are open. I just can't see that happening. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw, I guess the first priority is to get the schools open. I think everything, everybody agrees with that. So I think that would be the first, the first priority. Um, and once they're open, I don't know if you give it three or four weeks to see what happens and what happens with infection rates. Mm-hmm. And obviously if they don't, if it doesn't go mad, then you would hope that the next, the next people on the, on the list of openings would be sports clubs. And obviously, we would be part of that. You know, there's there's a there's a huge need, isn't there, for for a for people to stay fit and have that and have that sort of you know that that interaction again. So yeah, you know, quite when the the bars and the hospitality might be open, I suspect that might be one of the last things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, you, I think we have to be realistic about that. You know, it was one of the first to shut, wasn't it? So you know, I suspect it will be one of the last to open. So. Um, so yeah, you know, I just, I just, you know, and, and in terms of you know what you're hearing on the on the rugby grapevine about what other clubs are doing, I think they're all in a they're all in a pretty much a the same situation as us. There's this there's this sort of state. There's this sort of um, you know everybody's treading water at the moment, aren't they? I think is you know, and there is no you don't quite know what what, what the next step is. You, you know, the the RFU to be fair, you know, you know, I had a um, an email last week, you know. The, the structured season, so the the actual the age grade season is already in the in the diary now for for twenty one twenty two now, believe it or not. So, so, that, so uh, yeah, I was going to say, does that does that mean sort of the sort of season twenty twenty one is scrapped now? Is it that formally been? Not officially, but not officially, but I, but I suspect it probably will be. You know, if we get back to a point where we can actually play maybe a few games at the end of you know when we do get back, that would be great. But I suspect there'll be friendlies and, and not much more than that. You know, I might be wrong, but I don't think so. I think there was a, and I don't know if you've seen it, but there was a recent um, RFU player engagement survey that mm-hmm. came out via the community game update. So I think every senior player certainly was encouraged to go in and complete it. It takes about 10 minutes. And I think, you know, what that, when you read the questions, there's probably a clue in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think because, I well. you know, a yeah. lot of the questions about, were about, um, you know, wh- why would you return? When would you return? What format of the game would you return to? They talk about non-contact rugby. They talk about, mm-hmm. you know, mixed gender rugby. They talk about, you know, all sorts of things. You know, mm-hmm. you know, would you come back and play if there was no scrummaging? All those sorts of things. So, mm-hmm. so I think that whole, you know, that whole debate is being had at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. As to, as to, as to you know, player engagement and, and quite what people want to come back to do and play. And yeah, reti- re- retaining players and then recruiting players, those two things may not be level as we go into that. And no, exactly. Okay. And, that's, you know, so it is a bit of a, that's, you know, that's got to be a bit of a worry for all of us, isn't it? Because I just found, you know, I, I looked at the survey, went through it, or I'm not playing myself, but I pretended I wasn't and did the survey. Yeah. And, and it was... Yeah, it was. I thought it was quite revealing the way that they were they were they were posing the questions. Um, yeah. But you know, but we'll see. So, you know, one thing that um, one thing that's happened on the senior side is 
I think you know the the RFU or, or the we're looking to restructure the leagues for um, 21, 20, 21, oh, 22. You're teasing now. Does this mean that the sort of way the season finished last year that Harlow have got a chance of being in a different place, in a more positive place? You're smiling as well. So well, that, was, that was potentially that was potentially the the, um, the scenario, but that's now been put back another year. Okay. So, so what, whatever happens, so I suspect that when we when we play, or when we start playing again, hopefully 21-22, we'll be in the same league as we were put this year. So, mm-hmm. um, but, um, but yeah, there is a, there is still plans to to possibly um, restructure the leagues for the season after, which I think mm-hmm. for, for us actually will suit us because mm-hmm. it actually probably means that the way it all falls, we probably get bumped up anyway. Okay. Um, to where we should be. Yeah, yeah indeed, over. indeed. But, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but that is all, all of that planning is going on. And I think, you know, I think one of the one of the one of the downsides, I guess, of of not having played um, any competitive rugby um, this season so far, is is a number of age grades. I think there is certain skills within certain age grades that are, that have been lost. Yeah, yeah. In, my, in my case, the line out. We haven't coached the line out at all for the under 15s or lifting in the line out rather. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, that's just my example, but. Um, I think the other ones that were um, that came up was the transition from under eights to under tens. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously under nines is obviously lots of sort of key elements in that. So I think there is a there is a there is some proposals around about maybe trying to sort of rejig the rules slightly. Mm-hmm. So you know, so it might be that you're right talking about lineouts for the for the under fifteens. Mm-hmm. It might be that you actually was playing as under sixteens next year that the rules might be adapted slightly. Yeah, so, which I think is a is a sensible thing to do. It it, it it makes sense, doesn't it? And 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 you sort of go through the age grades and you think about the skills that come in at each each level. But I guess that maxes out at the Colts level. What what we what sort of yeah, might so, happen there? So so I guess that's 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 one area of I think great concern for us because obviously we've had a you know until we got you know as as we came into this season we had we had an incredibly good Colts setup. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a good, good, strong set of sort of under 18s and under 17s, and then obviously the under 16s started joining in um, with that, with those, um, mm-hmm. with that on the same training night on a Thursday, just uh, just before Christmas, um, and it was going great, great guns to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought we were we were really encouraged about you know sort of our, our cult setup and and how that was going to take us forward. Um, Obviously, that's all come tumbling down a little bit because we've mm-hmm. not been able to play any any Colts rugby this season. So, so one thing that we actually um, that myself and Owen were speaking about, and um, it was maybe um, that what we should do is rather than just throwing next season our you know what would be our under 18s this year straight into senior rugby, was maybe look at an under 19s league or under 19s fixtures. Uh-huh. So at least we have a you know a platform. To at least get those those players some some game time still within their age age group, albeit yeah. under 19s rather than under 18. So and Colts used to be under 19s anyway, did. didn't so they did some. I can see some mileage in that and just helping yeah. that. I mean, for anyone coming back, if you haven't done contact rugby for over a year, you're gonna come back. In. I was bad enough after the off season, let alone a year off, and come back in. I think, you know, you know, well, you know, you know better than me, you know, I think that, you know, under 19s, under 18s is probably the most physical 
um, and and quickest, fastest, fastest, yeah, fastest yeah. Game yeah. You probably ever play. So I think you know, you know, so that is, you know, that that can be quite brutal, can't it? Um, so what we what we did do, we did speak to um, Essex um, sort of playing committee sort of around that and, and voice some of their concerns. Um, the good news was that a number of other clubs have done exactly the same thing. So so what we what Essex have, are proposing now is that we will have a um, if we get enough take up, they'll they'll run an under 19s um, fixture program mm-hmm. from se- September to January. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a you'll have a small window where you actually just play. Um, under 19s fixtures, and a then transition what you can yeah. then do from January is then you can transition those those players into senior rugby. Mm. Um, you know, of course, there's nothing to stop. Even though if they're 18, there's nothing to stop them playing senior rugby anyway. But I just think that that would be a, I think that would be a better approach. You know, we've got mm-hmm. we've got the welfare of our players, at, at, you know, at heart. Yeah. You know, if there's enough, is there, if there's enough clubs that will that are like-minded and want to sign up to them, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, no. It seems, you know, like you like you mentioned earlier, it, it seems a sensible approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what, what what's the biggest challenge for you at the moment? Um, oh God. Um, I guess getting get the um, you know, it's, it is trying to manage that. You know, manage the getting the club open again. Yeah. You know, it's a it's an ongoing it's an ongoing topic. So it's a daily debate. You know, mm. we're still. You know the club's execs is still meeting every every month, and we and we trade emails pretty much every day. Um, so I think you know that challenge is to make sure that when we that when we do reopen and we will reopen is to make sure that we hit the ground running. Really, yeah. You know, we don't want to lag. You know we don't want to lose players. Um, you know, and I, I think you know the encouraging thing is is when you talk to pretty much all of the sections and all of the teams. Everybody is still engaged. So I think we're in we're in actually an in, an incredibly good position there. You know, and if you look at the, you know, we said it earlier. If you look at the membership payments, they're continuing. Mm-hmm. So you would assume by that the the people are still paying their, yeah. their, their subs every month that they're that they're actively engaged in the club still. So, so I guess mm-hmm. that's the challenge. But you know, that's something that we you know, yeah, that we need to yeah not lose focus on. I suppose. And 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 last time we spoke, you you mentioned that if you had an extra pair of hands, um, <laughs> you could do so with someone to sort of shadow you and follow you around and, and make sure that <laughs> there were two of you basically. Uh, is is anything changed there? If you had an extra pair of hands now, is there anything you could do with some help with? No, not really. I think you know it's 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 difficult to answer that because obviously you know a lot of a lot of what we do is kind of put being put on hold. Mm-hmm. So I think you know there is that, you know, you know we talk a lot about you know obviously what's going on in the club and I, I guess I have my, I have my sort of sort of one foot in one side you know the the the, the, the running of the club and then obviously the, the rugby part aside from that so there are quite, there's, there's probably two distinct roles there um, but yeah no I think you know as long as you know, as long as people are are empowered to do to do what they want, I think it actually runs quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I guess, what are you looking forward to? Well, what 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 when we look out on a day where it's been snowing all day long and we haven't left our homes all day? Well, you might have done. You got you got dogs, haven't you? And did, no, you so we haven't talked no quit. So we did actually. 
We did. We we didn't. We did, we used to have dogs. Unfortunately, oh. they they've died about fifteen months ago. But at the beginning of lockdown, I did put my name down for a, another dog. So we mm-hmm. did actually take ownership of a Hungarian Vizsla in December. Oh, okay. So yeah. I, I do now have a seventeen week week old Vizsla, which is which is incredible incredible to see. And I forgot how quickly puppies grow. <laughs> yeah. So when we when we when we when we got him in yeah December. I think he was about five kilos. Mm-hmm. He's now 17. <laughs> oh, okay. And, he can take um, a run and jump at you at the moment, knock you over sort of thing. Huh? <laughs> he, is, he, he took me for a walk this morning, it's fair to say, and he did take me skating because he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't particularly well behaved on his lead and he was pulling me down the road. Yeah. And I was sliding, so I thought I was going to end up with me off at one point. <laughs> So anyway, I mean, I, I digress. I was trying to ask you, what are you looking forward to on a bleak day when you're not allowed to go outside? And then that came into my mind. And that's the only reason I've been outside today is walk by. Well, my do you know what? So, so, one of the, so the dog, I'm training the dog to be my rugby companion. So you, oh, okay. will, see, you will see this ginger ninja thing sort of uh-huh. with me at, at most, uh, most games, hopefully, if he's, behave, if he's well behaved enough to do that. But, um, but yeah, no, I, you know, I think what am I looking forward to most? It's got to be getting back down the club, isn't it? And standing in the bar having a pint, if I'm really honest. Yeah. You know, and, ju- and just and you know, talking to people face to face rather than on Zoom calls. Yeah. Which indeed. seems to be a you know a, a constant. Um, well, it's 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 my day at the moment. You know, it's, yeah. um, it's it's my work day, and it's also my social time is literally spent talking to a laptop, yeah. which is a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I have got a beer. <laughs> I did celebrate my birthday last last week, actually. Oh, happy own. birthday! Yeah. Beer in my hand. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, there we go. Well, happy birthday for last week. And uh... but no, Paul, it is you know, and I'm sure everybody's the same as it is. Yeah. You know, we just want to get back to the club, don't we? We yeah. want to see we want to see the boys running around the pitches again. You know, we want to we want to have those difficult decisions on a Sunday morning as to whether we can train or not because it's snowing or not. You know, let's get back to the, you know. You know <laughs> let's get normal, back to the normal challenges, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, that's exactly what, yeah. you know, that's how it should be, isn't it? You know, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, back to those, you know, those early Sunday mornings to go and inspect the pitch to see if it's fit for training or not. You know, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I kind of miss all of that. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, you know, that's the, that's norm, normality, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It is, it is. So, so this coming weekend, what, what are your predictions for the weekend? Would, would you settle for a bonus point win against Italy if you won, I don't know, 2019? I'm more, I'm more, looking, I'm more looking for Arsenal to beat Leeds, if I'm perfectly honest, on Sunday. Oh, I think I saw Leeds. Were Leeds playing tonight as well? I can't yeah, forget. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they're getting on, but... Uh, Okay, so, so if you could beat Leeds, Leeds are, going, Leeds are going well. So you would hope, wouldn't you, that Eddie Jones has taken some? Uh, he he took the blame, didn't he, for for Saturday's defeat? He said it was all his fault, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think they talked about it in commentary, was didn't they, about the fact that you know we haven't been England haven't been playing very well, sort of for quite some time. You know, they are they do have this habit of kicking the ball away a lot, don't they? And I think that came back to to bite them in the in the backside a little bit, if I'm honest, on them um, mm-hmm. on Saturday. So I'm hoping so they've learned their lessons. So your prediction for this weekend? England to win. England to win. You're just sticking to that. Got it. What what about the two sides that are still in the triple crown in Wales and Scotland? I mean, how did you know, that I was actually I was, you know, as bad as England played on on Saturday. I thought the Scots actually they 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 sniffed a victory, didn't they? And, and they 
actually scored out quite well. They probably didn't score enough points in the first half, but but they did. But they did, and I think they were yeah, maybe they were maybe they're the dark horses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going to go with England against Italy, England to win, Scotland to beat Wales, and then Ireland France. Gordon, what's your prediction for Ireland France? Um, I think if Ireland keep 15 players on the pitch, they'll win. Yeah, Ooh, see, I think I think I'd have to. Yeah, agree agree with your Italy score, your Italy result, just about. But I, it would be funny for me. If You'll go for Wales, of course. Yeah, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Wales. It's the, they needed to turn the corner. I think they've got a little bit more in attack if they can keep hold of the ball, and win a line out. But I'm always going to say that. But I, I, I've, my tip is France, and, and has been for a while. I think France are looking very, very dangerous, and they've got a few players still out injured, like Antomac and Vakatoa, and and when those guys come in as well, I think I think France are are going to be just a different, yeah, different beast. So, so uh, don't get me wrong, Dublin is not going to be an easy place for France to go and play regardless of whether there's a crowd there, because it will probably be snowing still on Saturday. And so the, the French just don't really like that. And we saw what happened in Scotland last year with them. So. Well, what was yeah. interesting watching the rugby, watching the two games on the weekend was, without, without the crowd there in, the, in, in any of the stadium, is you, and we know, we know how physical the game is at that level, but it just seemed to be emphasised mm-hmm. because you almost yeah. heard every hit, didn't you? <laughs> you, know, you, could, you, could, you could see the steam coming yeah. off. It was just really odd. Yeah. But you, you know, you know, you know, you see the TV replays, and you just, you know, and it was just that, yeah, that, that, that you know, that the, the momentum that some of those players carry going forward is incredible. No, oh, indeed. Well, let's, uh, until the next time we have a conversation about rugby and well, all things rugby and stuff like that, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you very much for all you're doing for the club and, and to the others that uh, you're working with. You mentioned Brookin and Tracy and uh, and Pricey on there, but uh, and Steve Foreman, I guess. But uh, thank you very much for all that work uh, and really appreciate the time talking to us tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks, Paul. Hope to see you all again soon. Yeah, speak soon. Thank you for listening to the House of Rams podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and found it interesting. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please get in touch through Facebook or email me direct with your thoughts. If you'd like to appear on one of our podcasts or showcase what you're doing at the club, please email me on paulowenynan at gmail.com or contact me through Facebook. Watch out for our next release and thanks for listening.